This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro, Channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn, Radio Romania International 1, and in Europe via satellite Utilsat 16A on 11,512 MHz, vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east. We wish you good reception conditions. Welcome, I'm Mihaela Ignatescu with the news, the headlines. The European Commission validates the changes made by Romania to the National Recovery and Resilience Plan. And Romania's national football team won undefeated the group in the preliminaries of next year's European Championship. The European Commission has announced that it has validated the changes made by Romania to the National Recovery and Resilience Plan. Among other things, there will be more funds for reforms and projects in energy and digitization. A similar decision was announced for Croatia, Finland, Greece and Poland. The new form of the National Recovery and Resilience Plan must be approved by the European Ministers of Finance, after which an implementation decision will be issued by the European Council. Romanian President Klaus Johannes is traveling today to the island of Gure in Senegal, a UNESCO heritage site, former outpost of the slave trade, where he will meet with local officials. The official talks with his counterpart, Macky Sall, will take place on Thursday, when a series of official documents will be signed. Also on Thursday, Klaus Johannes will participate in the inauguration of the House of the United Nations in Senegal, the opening of an exhibition of traditional masks, and will have a meeting with specialists from Senegal who studied at Romanian universities. Senegal is the last stage of the African tour undertaken by President Klaus Johannes and his wife. The previous stages of the 10-day tour of the Romanian presidential couple were Kenya, Tanzania and Cape Verde. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu asked his government to support an agreement that would pave the way for the release of some of the hostages that Palestinian militants, Hamas, took to the Gaza Strip after the October 7th attack on Israel. Hamas took about 240 hostages during the attack, which left 1,200 dead, according to Israeli reports. Following the subsequent airstrikes and invasion of the Gaza Strip by Israeli forces, Hamas authorities claim that more than 13,300 Palestinians have been killed, including at least 5,600 children. The deal announced between Hamas and Israel providing for the release of hostages in exchange for Palestinian prisoners includes three American citizens, including a three-year-old child, a senior White House official said. He stated that he expects a break in the fighting for a few days and that more than 50 hostages would be released by Hamas. Vigaudamus Radio Romania International Book Fair opened its doors in Bucharest today. It's one of the most anticipated cultural events of the fall, reaching its 30th edition. Until Sunday, more than 500 releases and editorial events will take place at the fair. The longest-running book fair in the country gathers this year almost 200 participants. 
And our sports, the Romanian national football team won Group 1 of the Euro 2024 preliminaries after defeating the Swiss team 1-0 on Tuesday in Bucharest. The tricolors prevailed with the goal scored in the 50th minute by Denis Alibek and finished the group undefeated. As a result of this performance, Romania will be in the second pool at the December 2nd draw for the groups of the final tournament in Germany. It is the sixth time that Romanian footballers qualify for the final tournament of the European Championship. And that was the news. Now for a brief announcement about Radio Romania International's annual survey of its listeners and internet and social media users to find out the 2023 Personality of the Year. And this has been no easy year, with the Russia's war in Ukraine continuing, energy prices rocketing, many parts of the world suffering food shortages and, not least, with the global warming, causing what was probably the hottest year on record. On top of all this came the conflict between Israel and Hamas in the Gaza Strip. In this difficult year, which international public figure, in your opinion, has had the strongest positive impact on the world and why? Radio Romania International will designate its Personality of the Year based on your nominations, which you can submit together with a short justification by posting directly on our website in a comment to this article at www.rri.ro, by email at engl at rri.ro, on our Facebook page, on Instagram, WhatsApp at 0040-744-312650, text or audio, or by fax at 0040-21319-0562. We will announce the Radio Romania International Personality of the Year on air and online on Monday, the 1st of January 2024. We are looking forward to receiving your nominations, so please get in touch. The European Commission approved the changes made by Romania in the National Recovery and Resilience Plan. I'm Elena Enake with more on this topic in a report by Roxana Vasile. The European Commission approved on Tuesday a new version of Romania's recovery and resilience plan. In total, for 66 reforms and 111 investments, the financing offered is 28.5 billion euros, a little bit less than in the original plan, given that Romania had a higher economic growth rate than forecasts. The new version of the plan places a strong emphasis on the transition to green energy, with around 44% of the available funds being allocated to measures supporting climate goals, up from the 41% allocated in the original plan. A new chapter included in the plan regarding Repower EU aims at investing in green energy, promoting the energy efficiency of buildings, as well as reskilling and upskilling the workforce in the field of renewable energy production. Two reforms are envisaged, one introducing a legal framework for the use of non-productive or degraded state-owned land for green energy production and another creating one-stop shops to provide prosumers with advisory services for energy efficiency renovations and for the production of energy from renewable sources. Money through the National Recovery and Resilience Plan is also given to Romania for the digital transition, 
for which 21.8% of the funds are allocated, on increase compared to the original plan. Infrastructure development and digitization of sectors such as healthcare, public employment and social protection services, transport, education, taxation, culture, the judicial system and environmental services are planned. Hailed from Bucharest in a Facebook post by Prime Minister Marcel Ciolacu is also the removal from the modified recovery and resilience plan of the ceiling of 9.4% of the GDP for expenses with pensions. The government honored the promise made to the Romanians. We are finally getting rid of the nightmare cynically introduced by the USR, which would have led to the freezing of the pension point until 2070, Marcel Ciolacu said in the context in which the government gets ready to implement a new pension law. The modified version of the National Recovery and Resilience Plan must now be approved by the European Finance Ministers, then by the European Council. Romania has received so far through the National Recovery and Resilience Plan a little over 9 billion euros. The European Commission will authorize new payments if the established benchmarks and targets are met at a satisfactory level, reflecting the progress in implementing the investments and reforms that Bucharest has undertaken. Romania has successfully booked its ticket for Euro 2024. More on this in a commentary by Florin Orban, brought to you by Eugen Nasta. After a dismal eight-year gap with unfulfilled expectations, Romanian national team fans have, yet again, enjoyed a qualification to a final tournament, which this time has been very special, since the national squad's record is a no-defeat one. Romania is at the top of the table in the preliminaries Group 1, thus earning its place among second-pot teams ahead of the draw. So in theory, at least, Romania can avoid locking horns with more top-tier teams than they would have faced had they finished second and been included in Pot 4. Romania secured the top-of-the-table team position in the group. This past Tuesday, Gremigan 1-0 home win against Switzerland, a team that has also secured its ticket for Euro 2024, earning the runner-up position in the group. It was a great win and an unexpected one at that, all the more so as Switzerland is 14th placed according to world rankings, while Romania is 40th placed. In Bucharest on Tuesday, in the wake of a game that had nothing special about it, Edward Jordanescu's train is 1-1-0, thanks to Denis Alibek's goal on 50 minutes. Here's what the Romanian striker had to say right after the match. We're so happy we have succeeded to close the campaign with a win and be at the top of the table in the group, even though there are many people who did not place their stakes on us. Early into the campaign, yet we proved that we were a family, that we knew how to fight together. Switzerland had a much better lineup, but ours was a walk-or-die performance on the pitch. Captain of the team, Nicolae Stanciu, added, For me, it is the finest evening in my entire footballer's career, all the more so as we've had a couple of difficult years since we were unable to qualify here or there. I believe tonight we can afford parting 
and we're anxious for Euro to draw near as we fully believe in ourselves and we want to have a summer to remember. Alibek and Stanchu are Romanian pool of regulars, only footballers who had placed in a final tournament before, that is in 2016 at the European Championship in France. Back then, national team head coach was Edward Jordanescu's father, Angel Jordanescu. It was Jordanescu Jr.'s turn, right after the game against Switzerland, to prove he was a valuable head coach, Edward Jordanescu. We're closing this qualification campaign in a fabulous way. Words simply fail me personally in my bid to express gratitude for these wonderful lads, for their determination, for their behavior, for the fine way they prove themselves. And if there is anything, anything at all I deserve praise for, it is the fact that I believed in them unconditionally, that I succeeded to persuade them to believe in what they can do, in the potential they have, in how wonderful things they can accomplish are, when they are family and work together. The drawing for the European Championships final tournament in Germany will take place in Hamburg on December the 2nd. And that was Radio Newsreel. Next in this program is Song of the Day. Listen to Vank with their latest hit entitled The Light. Etajul 2, la capă de Ușa e închisă și zero urcări Nici o lumină prinsă în camera ei E pană de curent și în ochii ei Inima ta s-a speriat mult prea devreme Oare o să mă mai cheme? Dacă vrei să te las, dar nu ești convinsă Mai lasă-mi o lumină aprinsă Dacă vrei să te ascunzi, dar și să fii prinsă
You are listening to Radio Romania International. Society Today Welcome, I'm Mihaela Ignatescu. On November 1st, during an awards gala hosted by Radio Romania to celebrate the 95th anniversary of the first public radio broadcast, the Teach for Romania organization received an award in the education category for its revolutionary approach to teacher training. Mara Niculescu, Director of Communications at Teach for Romania, tells us more about the organization. Teach for Romania is an organization Teach for Romania is a Romanian non-governmental organization inspired by a model first developed more than 30 years ago in the United States by our counterparts from Teach for America. We form part of a large group of people from 63 different countries across all continents. Each branch is adapted to the situation of the education system in its country. In our case, Teach for Romania, we work with and for the public education sector in partnership with state institutions for over 95% of Romania's children that go to public schools. The challenge was to find solutions to enhance the quality of the education provided to children in the public education system, starting with the hardest part, the vulnerable schools, which are most often to be found in the rural or peri-urban areas. Teach for Romania recruits people with or without teaching experience, whom they train over the course of two years to become teachers, based on the premise that regardless of socio-economic status, the region they come from and the type of school they go to, all children can and must benefit from quality education. In 2014, Teach for Romania started out with 18 teachers. Today, it is providing training to hundreds of teachers who, in the space of a single school year, can help over 20,000 children. Mara Niculescu explains how the program works. It costs us around 13,000 euros to train a teacher every year, which makes it 26,000 euros for the two-year program. The costs cover the recruitment process, which this year, for example, involves testing over 2,000 applicants to select a new generation of 120 teachers to work with Teach for Romania, as well as many training hours, including the Academy of Initial Training, which prepares teachers, whether they have previous experience or not, for the first contact with the vulnerable school and to teach in the context of a vulnerable school. According to Teach for Romania, one in five Romanian children frequently misses or does not attend classes at all. Four in ten study in a school without a library, and the school dropout rate in Romania is around 15%, well above the average of 10% in the European Union. In disadvantaged areas, in particular rural areas, six out of ten children have reading and writing difficulties at the end of primary school. A quarter have no help at home when they don't know how to do their homework, and the fifth walk more than eight kilometers to get to school. 
The PISAR tests show that in the last 10 years, the functional illiteracy rate in Romania has been 40 to 45 percent, and this in the case of school-aged children up to 15 years old. However, taking school dropouts into account, functional illiteracy seems to exceed 50 percent. Now helped by a strong team of 12 mentors, the teachers trained by Teach for Romania work with children who are lagging behind in learning, who have difficulties reading, writing and calculating, or who cannot manage their emotions. Teachers from Teach for Romania help reduce absenteeism and school dropout, support diversity and fight segregation. And there is more, as Mara Niculescu, director of communications at Teach for Romania, told us. Este un pas intermediar, nu numai tehnici de a preda individual cu elevul. There is an intermediate step, not only techniques to teach individually, but also class management techniques, so that the class builds a culture. Kids work with each other and support each other and work with the teacher, not against the teacher or completely dissociated from what the teacher is doing. And then to cultivate allies in the school, because we know from international studies, not only from practice in Romania, that one of the most effective changes for the better in the public education system is the alignment of teaching practices. It is more effective than the number of students you have in the class. In other words, you can have a smaller class, but if teachers teach in very different ways and with mostly completely different goals, that class will underperform compared to a class with a larger number of children that is said to be more difficult to manage, but where the teachers have the same goal. They target the child's development in the same way. And as the mission is very difficult, matching the issues, some extremely complicated, Romania needs many teachers like those trained by Teach for Romania. To reward the best teaching staff in the countryside through an annual gala, the organization wants to show that no matter how great the difficulties they face, there are dedicated people who overcome them brilliantly. Those who make the job of a village teacher a mission, a purpose, deserve to come out of anonymity, because in the long term they are factors of transformation for the better at the level of the entire country. That was Society Today. Report of the Day Welcome to Report of the Day. I am Vlad Palku. In June 2022, the Terdezon Foundation and the Jesuit Refugee Service in Romania launched the project Promise. The recipient of a €150,000 grant under the Active Citizens Fund Romania program funded by Iceland, Liechtenstein and Norway as part of the EEA Grants 2014-2021 framework, the project is expected to end in December this year. The goal was to improve the access of migrant minors and young people to basic rights and public services across Romania by providing them with legal assistance, vocational support and boosting their access to basic education. 
More details from Ana Vladescu, project manager on behalf of Ter Tezom, Romania. Ce am noi cu proiectul ăsta a fost să ne uităm cum trebuie la situația minorilor străine însoțiți din România, nu numai în context de criză. As part of this project, we wanted to closely examine the situation of unaccompanied minors in Romania, not just in the context of the war in Ukraine, but every contact they have with formal systems in Romania by evaluating their access to public services and resources. We also wanted to provide information about their situation to the relevant authorities and the general public. In the 19 months that have passed, we conducted research to analyze their situation in the centers in Bucharest, Timisoara and Galați, more specifically accommodation conditions, access to services, and which of their rights are not observed. Based on our observations, we elaborated a standard of best practices, whose underlying principle is the observance of the child's best interest, which is something very important to all professionals who come into contact with these minors. We cooperated with lawyers, for instance, with a view to coming up with the solutions they need when dealing with asylum requests, refugee status or international protection. We created a legal compendium pooling together national and international legislation that needs to be observed when it comes to unaccompanied minors. We also cooperated with a network of lawyers whom we helped train, and with their help we managed to aid 28 minors with a variety of problems, such as obtaining disability status and certificates, securing stay permits, a process which varies on a case-by-case basis and which requires updated information. One of the best results in our project was the creation of the Migrants' Forum, which is a group of young people, ten of whom are very active at the moment. They come from various countries such as Ukraine, Colombia, Yemen and others. We helped them learn about advocacy and fighting for their own rights, how to represent these rights before state institutions. Later, they use this experience and their own ideas to help their community, not just the migrants, but their national minority groups as well. For instance, one thing they noticed was migrants' poor access to healthcare, particularly through family physicians, which is why they created a leaflet in five different languages to help migrants get around the Romanian medical system more easily. Ana Vladescu, wrapping up, report of the day. Focus on Romania. Next in this broadcast, it's the hit of the day, a piece called Destiny from Paula Selling.
ispite și iluzii deșarte Viața e prea scurtă, știi Și ce poți dărui Rând orice arde în destin Rând orice arde în destin Tu You're listening to Radio Romania International. Coming up next in the program, here is truly Romanian. I'm Eugen Nasta. Să mă duc la 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 
You have just been listening to a song performed by a traditional music vocalist born in Transylvania, Violeta Mann. Next up in the program, here is a song Violeta Mann recorded in the studios of Radio Romania. Ever since she was 16, Violeta Mann made her first recordings with Radio Bucharest. Coming up next in the program, here is yet another fine song from Violeta Mann's repertoire. Ca mă băgiță bine, șai, la, 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 la
Violeta Mann's musical output includes 90 traditional songs she plans to edit on CDs. You're invited now to listen to a beautiful traditional dance song performed by Violeta Mann. today with yet another fine song performed by Violeta Mann.
Living Romania. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Coming up next... Happening in Romania. Hello and welcome to Happening in Romania with your host today, Kalin Kotsoyu. You may have heard a lot on news channels about worrying developments in Eastern Europe in terms of threats to democracy, the rule of law, and a looming return to authoritarianism and fascism. One prime example is Hungary, whose Fidesz party had been waging an unrelenting war against one person, George Soros, using a quaint array of conspiracy theories that harkened back to the interwar rise of anti-Semitic nationalism. The campaign resulted a few years ago in the decision of the Soros Foundation to pull out of Hungary and move its activities to Germany. It may be argued that this reaction from a supposedly democratic government came as a result of the wave of migrants from the Middle East, pushed out of their homes initially by the Syrian war and then by the rise of ISIS. Whatever the reason, supporters of democracy and the rule of law the world over consider this to be one of the most dangerous developments on the old continent. We should not single out Hungary, however, because Poland and Austria have themselves reacted to the wave of Middle Eastern migration by electing authoritarian governments. One of the things that worried greatly supporters of democracy was related to the then-U.S. President Trump's visit to Warsaw. Hundreds and hundreds of people were bussed in to act as ardent fans of the then-newly-elected populist president, shouting praise and slogans. For any child of the Cold War like me, this raised all kinds of alarms. Recalling the so-called popular rallies in support of communist dictators, with whole squares filled with thousands of workers, students, and school children brought there as a compulsory part of their jobs or their schoolwork. In that same wave of threats to democracy, Austria and Germany, the perpetrators of the Holocaust, saw a shocking development, open manifestations of anti-Semitism based in the supposedly defunct Nazi ideology. And that was in spite of the fact that Nazi symbols and discourse are punishable by law in Germany, a country that has been making huge efforts to completely break away with its dictatorial past, be it National Socialist or Communist. And, of course, this leads us to Romania. The good news is that no such manifestations have been seen openly in the country. In line with what we said above regarding the likely cause of events in the countries we mentioned, there has been no huge wave of migrants from the Middle East to Romania. The bad news is that this general decay in democratic values has not left the country untouched. It does not have to do with extreme nationalism and anti-Semitism, although Romania still has plenty of people who manifest privately those kinds of values. 
What happened in Romania has in fact started with positive developments. The country, as you know from plenty of our features and news, has been grappling with a staggering amount of corruption, with the political class closely entangled with a predatory private sector. The 1990s were rife with graft, theft of public property, and legislation that facilitated getting-rich-quick deals with the state. In a surprising development a number of years ago, the that-far feckless National Anti-Corruption Directorate, which was considered a puppet agency, started growing fangs. A few years ago, seemingly overnight, it started a series of high-level prosecutions, putting behind bars people that were widely known to be corrupt, but who also seemed untouchable. It seemed to peak with the prosecution and sentencing to jail of former Prime Minister Adrian Nastasi. This obviously caused a blowback from the political class, but that did not seem to phase the agency in the least. The rate of prosecutions seemed to even rise after the agency came to be headed by head prosecutor Laura Kodrutsakevici. The amount of venom spewed at her by media associated with corrupt politicians came to be seen as actual proof that she was effective. European institutions finally had a reason to praise Romania, to the chagrin of a large part of the political class. Unfortunately, said large part also got organized. The way that they fought back reminds one of the way that the slave-owning class fought back the liberation of slaves and the upending of their privileged lifestyle by getting involved in politics and changing legislation in the American South, introducing Jim Crow laws. In Romania's case, the majority coalition in Parliament tried to find ways to get rid of Prosecutor Kavishi, but failed at every turn. The solution they found was to attack the very foundation of the activity of the National Anti-Corruption Directorate, namely the legislation they were using, the Criminal Code and the Criminal Procedural Code. They started pushing massive changes in the rules regarding penalties and the very definitions of criminal activities. But in yet another surprising development, this sparked a very strong reaction from citizens, which rallied on an unprecedented level at the grassroots in support of the fight against corruption. Social media played a major role in this, predictably. However, the political class continued to push against the effort to bring them within the bounds of the law, and started using tactics that were surprisingly similar to the reaction of the Trump administration against the FBI investigation into Russian election meddling. They started trying to discredit directly in the press and, yes, social media, the anti-corruption directorate, and especially the head prosecutor. The reaction was predictable, and very recently the directorate issued a request to the Higher Council of Magistrates crying out openly against direct attacks against the body, pointing out the claims in the press that they base their cases in illegally obtained evidence. We can only hope that this will continue to bear fruit 
and that corruption continues to get rooted out. For Happening in Romania, I am Kalim Kotsoyum. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Welcome to Simply Folk with me, Eugen Nasta. Our choice today is a love song from traditional music legend Victoria Darvai's repertoire, A Beautiful Love Song.
And with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next programme for Western Europe at 1800 hours UTC on 11.630 kHz in the DRM system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programmes tomorrow at 1200 hours UTC on 21.470 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at www.rri.o channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at rri.o. Goodbye.